doing a podcast, driving home from the airport. I just dropped my, my, my parent, well, not my parent, my dad is going uh, to Scotland with my grandmother and my uncle. And, uh, yeah, so, oh, I guess, I guess both of my uncles. My uncles and my dad and my grandmother. So there's four of them total. And this is probably the most boring thing you've heard today. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm driving home and I'm pretty bored. I thought now would be a good time to record a pot. Sorry, I'm driving. Uh, yeah, so what's been going on in the world recently? Hillary Clinton got off with the email thing. Uh, Did not email any um, classified material to anyone. There is no classified material. 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent or received. I provided all my emails that could possibly be work-related. Several thousand work-related emails that were not among the group of 30,000 emails returned by Secretary Clinton. I thought using one device would be simpler. She also used numerous mobile devices to send and to read email. There were no security breaches. It is possible that hostile actors gained access to Secretary Clinton's personal email account. It was my practice to communicate with State Department and other government officials on their .gov accounts. Hostile actors gained access to the private commercial email accounts of people with whom Secretary Clinton was in regular contact from her personal account. Um, No doubt that we've done exactly what we should have done. They were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. People will be able to judge for themselves. We cannot find a case that would support bringing criminal charges on these facts. Thank you. Thank you. To be clear, this is not to suggest that in similar circumstances, a person who engaged in this activity would face no consequences. Americans will find that uh, you know, interesting, and I look forward to having a discussion uh, about that. I don't know. I guess, I guess, I guess as, a, as a reasonable human being, if, if the law reads what it reads, and, it, and, and if we do give her the benefit of the doubt and she didn't know, then I guess I would agree with Comey's decision that she shouldn't be indicted. However, I think that when, you know, when you're dealing with a person that was so ignorant to the ramifications of her email usage and using the server and doing all those silly things. All those silly things. Son of a bitch. Oh, we made it, people. We made it over to the right lane. Yes, we did. 94 East, here we come. Son of a bitch. I needed to be on 94 West. This is my life, people. This is my life. I think 94 West. No, might be East. The problem with that is I need to be going North is actually what, is actually what I'm trying to do. I think I'm, try, I'm trying to go North. I think that this might be the right one. We'll, we'll take a look see. Uh, yeah, so I think I think it's probably a good thing that uh, not a good thing. I mean, if she would have been indicted, it would have solved that whole presidency. The, the real issue, <clears throat> the real issue here is okay. If I if I'm being honest and I'm throwing away political opinion, I'm only looking at this from a 
an American point of view. Let's let's call it that. We'll call it an American point of view. This is the way I have to look at this. Hillary Clinton is running against Donald Trump come the end of July. I mean, they're both going to be the respective nominees for each party, and they're going to run against each other. And in actuality, Donald Trump, I mean, we really couldn't elect him as a president because he's a he's a crazy person. He is the weirdly, fringely, openly racist. I mean, people that say he's obviously racist, I can understand how a lot of the things he says. <laughs> he doesn't know that they're offensive when he calls a dude. Look at my African-American over there. Like, I, I almost feel like he was... He wanted to use some slang terms, but he probably didn't feel like that would go over well. And maybe, honestly, had he said some slang terms, I don't know, maybe that would have went over better. But the thing is, is he says stuff and that is just very patronizing towards black people. And I get why people don't like him. Like, one of my best friends is a black guy, and he thinks that Donald Trump is just a... Uh, racist. I mean, just openly a racist. So the point is, though, is he is he believes that. So it's, it's irrelevant as to what I believe. He is a black man. He probably has a, well, I guess I shouldn't say a better opinion on what is racist and what is not, but definitely a different point of view, you know, from someone who hasn't really been affected by racism. So it's, it's good to hear someone else's opinion. I don't necessarily, I don't agree with agree with him and we've talked about it but whatever but as again as an American then I look at okay well then Hillary Clinton is going to have to run the country and unfortunately I mean she's such a horrible candidate and I don't mean like president I mean she's a she's a horrible candidate as it for the human race if she's a bad person if she I mean, one of one of one of the one of her most influential people in her life. She said, "Hey, this man Bird, uh, some governor out of I think Tennessee, maybe or Kentucky. I think she spoke at his funeral, and she said he was a super influential on her life, and and something she someone she looked up to with you know great power and everything. And that dude was in the KKK." And he said that he left the KKK in 1952, but then, I mean, a, a recent photo came out in, like, 2009 of him in full KKK garb at the age of, like, 70. So that dude's, that dude's obviously a racist, and, and if she's associating herself with people like that, I mean, if I, if, if, if one of my friends had some rumors about him that, you know, Brian... Your friend Brian, I met him last week, he's a cool guy, yeah, but I found a picture of him with a bunch of KKK stuff on. I wouldn't think, ah, you know, Brian's probably not that bad, though. Probably one of the good KKK members. No, I would sh get away from that person. That that person's a shitty person, but that's not what she did. And even if that was the only indiscretion, that alone, for me, would say, well, we don't want her as a president. But then, I mean... Is all the emails thing, and not even that. Then there's her time as Secretary of State. It was a horrible, horrible. It was not a good time. She didn't do good work there. <laughs> it's and she, she's, she's like qualified for the position, but in the same way that 
I played football in high school and I didn't play well, so I'd be qualified to maybe, you know, try out for the Cardinals. You know what I mean? I guess that maybe that's what I'm trying to say. It's, it just doesn't, the, but the real, the real issue is, is that the, the alternative is Donald Trump. That's the issue. It isn't that she's so bad. Everyone knows that. If you don't know that she's a, not a good person and not a person that you would want running the country. I mean, this isn't like a, like a Republican Democrat thing. Just, just again, to be clear, like I, I, uh, I just went by a cop going 80. I'm, I'm, I'm now looking in the rear view. Now we're good. Cops of Michigan, cops of Michigan are generally all right. They don't, uh, I don't know. They don't really bother you. I like, I think I was going 15 over in a 50 when I first moved here because I didn't know. <laughs> it's kind of weird. The, the speed limits here are so much faster than in Ohio. So I didn't know that where I was, it was 50. I thought it was still 65. And they don't even have a 65 limit anywhere, I think, in Michigan. But I thought it was 65, so I was going 65 in a 50. And they pulled me over and didn't write me a ticket. They were really cool. They were like, ah, this it's not one of the, Probably because I was white. They didn't even try to shoot me. It was nuts. Uh, sorry, probably a bad joke. But uh, I find it in good taste. I don't know. I don't. People get so bent out of shape about little jokes about stuff. And I understand that people are sensitive about things. But it's like if you just... If we all just like make jokes about, ah, yeah, no, there is a bit of an inequality here. Let's talk about it. Let's make some jokes about it. Point it out. You know, I, I don't think things get solved by not talking about it. And in the times in which you start censoring people, man, I've gone, gone on a tangent. Sorry. Let's go back to Donald Trump. But this, you can't censor people, is what I'm saying, in any way. If they want to use racial slurs, whatever. You cannot censor people. They should be able to say whatever they want without any ramifications from it. Publicly, at least. Like Donald Sterling, the shit he said, he lost his basketball team. He said something that wasn't even... Oh, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I understand the problem with it, but it wasn't like he... He didn't say, like, we need to lynch all the black people in America. He didn't say anything like that. He actually said to his girlfriend, I don't want you posting pictures with black guys on with all those black guys on Instagram or something like that. So I don't even think it had much to do with them being black. I think he was just describing what she was doing, which allegedly is incredibly accurate. He then goes on to say, I don't care if you have sex with them or if you go out to dinner with them and you hang out with them or you bring them around the games. I just don't want you posting pictures online because it makes me look bad in front of my friends because you're out with a bunch of other dudes. Now, he said you're out with a bunch of other black... You bought a bunch of black dudes. And because he said black, everybody freaked out. But if you really look at what he said, it wasn't that bad. Not to mention, he said it behind closed doors privately while he was drunk with his mistress. Why anybody would not think that this dude might be a little bit, like, a little morally corrupt is beyond me. I'm not saying what he did was right. What I'm saying is you shouldn't be able to take someone's basketball team from them because they said something that could be interpreted as racist. 
I'm not saying it isn't racist. I'm not saying it is. If we want to have that conversation, we can. What I am saying is your feelings are irrelevant when it comes to the law. And they basically forced him out of his team. I think the I think the owners all voted and forced him out. I don't really know how that works. But you shouldn't be... I don't want to say that. Never mind. I don't want to say that part. I, uh, I was going to say, I don't know, you shouldn't be politically crucified. Or it's not politically, but like publicly crucified for statements you make privately. But then again, like Mel Gibson was like talking about some crazy shit about Jews and stuff. And that wasn't cool. And that was probably a good thing. But that's beside the point. The point of it all is Donald Trump is... It can't be Hillary Clinton. And I almost feel like the elections are, like, somewhat fixed. I know that makes me sound crazy. But just think about this. Think about this. Think about this. Bear with me. I'm not talking about the Obama elections. Those are fine. I almost voted for Obama the first time around. I don't agree with the guy. But but see, this this is the thing. This, This is the kind of guy I am politically. I don't agree with Obama. I think a lot of the things that he did were bad. And I think that a lot of things he did were unconstitutional and not cool. But he's a constitutional lawyer. He's not a dumb guy. He's not like some dummy running the country. He's a pretty smart guy. He just has different opinions on how to do things, and I get that. Now, the Affordable Care Act, that was broken. It's disgusting. It forces people to spend their money on health care, when in America we shouldn't be forced to spend our money in any way that we'd like. Uh, That's insane to me. But... What, I mean, everybody knows that now. It's it's it, it's really funny. I I don't identify with either political party, but on the last three issues that I've argued adamantly, nah, 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 I haven't argued adamantly. But the last three issues that I felt strongly about, but didn't quite know. Mm, I don't know how to say it didn't quite know exactly how I felt about it, and I debated myself a lot, were gay marriage, um, universal health care, and the uh, allowing Syrian refugees into the country. And on each one of those issues, I took the side of the left, which is, you know, I don't know, I'm pretty moderate, I would say. But the... Rep- Republican and, and, and the right issues, the right side, seems like they were right on all three of those things. Because if we address the first issue, the Affordable Care Act, I mean, that has gone horribly, where people are now having to spend two, three, four hundred dollars per month on health insurance, whereas before they didn't. And they, and they were very happy not having health insurance, and now that's not a possibility. It's, 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 you're not allowed to do that, or they fine you about, I think, two grand a year to, to not be part of a healthcare system, which is, is the opposite of everything that America stands for. So that's gross and disgusting. And all the Republicans said it wasn't going to work, it was going to raise healthcare costs, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? All those things happened. Two, gay marriage, 100% for, you will never sway my opinion. It doesn't matter your political beliefs, your religious agenda, all that. None of that matters. Gay marriage should 100% be legal. This is a person 
who I follow, you know, a certain set of beliefs. Some people would say that those don't align with uh, being okay with gay marriage, but I love gay people. They're great. Well, that's not true. I'm sure there's a lot of douchebag gay people. I just haven't met any yet. Most of the gay people I've met, pretty cool. So, there's got to be some douche, douche gays, though. They have to be the... In fact, maybe they're worse. No, I'm just... I don't know. I, I haven't really met any. I'm trying to think of a gay dude or a gay chick that was just an asshole. And I don't think I've ever met one. Like, my neighbor... I have two gay neighbors. They're, they're the shit. Like, they're real cool. I've got... One of my closest friends is gay. She's cool. I worked with a bunch of gay dudes at Wade's Nursery. They were all cool. Everybody was cool. I right. I mean, the thing is that people forget about gay people is the latter half. It's their people. <laughs> I know that seems silly, but really, they're people. So some of them are dicks, and some of them aren't. And just I guess I've just gotten lucky. But gay marriage should be 100% legal. It's ridiculous to to argue anything other than it should be 100% legal. Sorry, I'm doing late news. 100% legal. No questions asked. It's disgusting that our country had, didn't have it legal for so many years. But the Republican and the right, they said that what would happen is that then churches are going to start, the, the, the government will force, yeah, the government is going to start to force people I want, to, I want to make sure I word this correctly. The government will start to force people in churches to go against their religious belief because they have to recognize, you know, gays as being accepted everywhere. Whereas I believe, you know, if you have a church and you don't believe being gay is morally correct or you don't agree with it, that is your opinion and that's fine. You, you, sh- you should absolutely have the right to say, I don't want to marry gay people in my church because I don't agree with it. I think it's morally wrong. Now, I think you're, I think you're wrong and you should maybe realign your values and really think about maybe what Christ did say in the Bible about loving people and just being cool with everybody. And considering Christ doesn't ever talk about homosexuality in the Bible, now, some Christians would then argue, but yes, he does define marriage. I'm, we're not talking about that. We're talking about loving people and not being a dick. But the point is this. If you want to be a dick and not love somebody, you should have the right to do that, especially if you have your own church. And just most recently, ChristianMingle.com had a case brought against it where Christians that were gay felt like they should be able to use ChristianMingle.com. And it's discriminatory, which, yes, it is discriminatory. But my friend, and I have to give this to my my friend Garrett, because he just killed it with this point when he and I were talking about it the other night, just trying to flesh it out. Because he and I are both like kind of devil's advocate people. We're like, eh, well, let's argue this thing out from both sides, try to figure out, you know, wh- where, where does the logic start to break down? And he said, and this is a great point, dating sites are discriminatory by nature. Let that let, just let that sink in. I'll, I'll say it one more time. Dating sites 
are discriminatory by nature. Or if you look at J-Date, I think one's called blackpeoplemeet.com, but that also might just be me being silly, whatever. Uh, Christian Mingle. Yeah, we don't want anyone that isn't a Christian. And to them, they don't think you can be a Christian and be homosexual. Now, there are some churches that think that you can be both. And if and if you if you think that you can be both, then you should go make another website that's for gay Christians. Because it's not like gay Christians are going to go on Christian Mingle trying to find the straight ones. You should just call it Gay Christian Mingle. I've come up with some pretty funny names. I'm sure that they would offend both sides. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They should just make a gay Christian mingle. Problem solved. And the, 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 other, the other fundamental flaw with forcing Christian mingle to accept gay people, which, again, if it's me, I think you let them on the site, that's fine. I, they, I have no issue with that. My issue stands is when the government starts telling companies what they can and they can't do. And that, that allowing gays on Christian mingle and accepting them will negatively impact their business because Christian people are on there, straight Christian people are on there trying to find other straight Christian people that have the same values as them. And when you put, and when you're forcing someone else to put different, sorry, when you're forcing the company, when you're forcing the company to accept people that isn't in line with the origins of their discriminatory nature, things get a little lost. I mean, People are going to quit using that site. Just think, think of it this way. If I had a website called militantvegetarians.com, and it's just people that really are vegetarian, and they do not think eating any kind of meat is okay, which, again, I don't agree with you, but if you want, if you like to do that, good for you, man. I think that's a beautiful thing if you like to celebrate life that way and you don't want to eat animals I got it but there are some vegetarians my wife for years was a vegetarian but she ate eggs because it didn't you know it wasn't the eggs gonna be there either way that's the way she looked at it so whatever I mean but again it's she wasn't right or wrong it's pretty irrelevant the point of the matter is is if if militantvegetarians.com and this is a dating website only for militant vegetarians where they, they do not agree with any eating of any animals or meats of any kind then we would never force that company to, to start accepting pescatarians and lacto-ovo vegetarians, that's people that drink milk and eat eggs we would never force them legally. Oh, you have to accept all these vegetarians, even though you guys are specifically trying to bring people that are militant vegetarian. I don't, and I don't mean to say militant. That's just for fun. That's just a funny word to use. Vegetarians. I don't know. The veg again. The veg. Maybe it's I just know cool people, but the vegetarians I know don't give a shit that I eat meat. But the point is, is it would be ludicrous to try to ask militantvegetarians.com to accept vegetarians that did not agree with their belief style. 
And that, and that's the long and the short of it. I mean, that that's the end of the conversation for me. I don't know how you can argue otherwise. We would never do that. It would be broken. If you, if you have blackpeoplemeet.com and a white guy identifies as a black person because he just says so, which, uh, then maybe we're having issues then. Maybe I might argue with that dude. But the point is, we would never, we would never, ever force them to accept white people who identified as black people because that's a crazy situation. Nobody would agree with that. And But you can't force coming in. And, and, and if we did, then less people would use that site because it is now no longer what the site originally was there for. You know what I mean? It's just... Son of a bitch. My ramp's closed. I don't know where to go now. <laughs> I have no idea. And the, this lady... Okay, thank you. I'm going to say it. Ready? Women, they're not as good as drivers. I don't know what it is. It's like every time somebody makes a horrible driving decision and I look at them, it's just... Generally, it's a woman. Son of a bitch. I'm going to hit stopped traffic right now. Um, I'm just... I'm taking this bitch up. I'm taking this thing all the way to 20-mile road. <laughs> we are a 20-mile road. Now you... you Oh, there's going to be an accident. Oh, man. If there was an, I'm going to get an accident on recording, and I'm going to get slammed in the face with an airbag while I'm holding my phone in front of my face. So anyways, I love gay people. Just to be clear, I'm going to go on the record. Love them. Um, what was the third thing? Oh, the Syrian refugees. Well, like, yes, yeah, that one, one I really debated with myself because those people needed help, and I really felt like we should have helped them out. Um... But then now, now that I'm seeing the numbers on the countries that did that did indeed accept refugees, particularly Sweden. Uh, Sweden used to be a pretty docile country; it was pretty good. Now it is now the rape capital of the world, which is actually kind of nuts. There's more rape in Sweden now than there has been in the last, like, 50 years combined. There's been more rapes in the last year, or since, since they opened their borders to anyone. Um, and I think it was around 2 million refugees went there. And, yeah, and now, I mean, they, they, right now, they were having so many women get raped that the government issued, uh, government issued wristbands that said, don't rape. Because uh, that's, that was the issue. Somebody forgot. All the rapes that were happening, people forgot that they shouldn't rape. But then, you know, you see the wristband, and you're like, oh, that's right. We can't do one of the gro do one of the grossest things on the planet to someone. We can't do that. So that 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 kind of... It, it, it's a shitty way to think. I, I understand that. But I... I uh, I don't know, man. There's so many moral problems with the world. And you're talking to a guy who literally could argue with himself on most moral issues. You're not talking to a guy that. You're listening to a guy talk to himself because he's crazy. It's 8.43 in the morning. And the traffic is wicked here. There's too many people here. I gotta get out of, of this area. I gotta move somewhere where there's just less people. My wife and I, I guarantee, would not be happier 
that if we just had a, a decent sized piece of land, yeah, like an acre or two, and just had a big yard for our dogs, and we had to be, I want to get chickens, and then we could eat their eggs, and have, I'd build a little hen house with wheels on it where I could move it around the yard, and it'd be, just be so nice. I really love that, but <clears throat> whatever. I mean, it is what it is. We'll figure something out someday, hopefully. But for now, let's keep working on Chrysler. But yeah, Chrysler's been good. Just found out, I guess I'll tell everybody, I've just found out I'm going to be laid off uh, one entire year, it looks like. Uh, I think the number currently is I'm working 35 total days between now and next July. So, I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands, a lot of podcasting. You guys just hold on to your butts because we're going to do some podcasts. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I'll be able to get some really cool people on. I've been so lucky with the cool people we've had on recently. Just we. I, that's another thing I do. When I, 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 do, I go to therapy every week on Thursdays and I always speak about myself as we. And I don't quite understand that. Like, if I, um, the way I get myself motivated to do stuff is I say to myself, all right, Dave, we don't, this is not the way that we do things. What we do is we get up and we take care of our shit and then we can play video games or whatever. You know, I always say we. It's very, it's interesting to my brain. People are probably listening to this going, yeah, no, yeah, you're not that special. That's a very normal thought. Eat a dick, Dave. Which, you know. That's fine, too. No problem. No worries. Um, Yeah, so... I'm going to be off a lot. And I'm going to have to try to find a way to keep busy. So hopefully, I have a way to keep busy. And, yeah. Halo 5. I started playing Halo 5 uh, last week. And, you know, um, a lot of my viewers... Or, sorry, viewers. Sons of Birches. A lot of my listeners... They, uh... Shoot, I'm going too fast. A lot of my listeners, if you guys don't know, I play a lot of Halo. I used to play a lot of Halo back in my day, back in my uh, late teens, early 20s. Like, you know, 17 to 22 probably. I played a lot of Halo. And you know what? I'll just do it. I don't even care. I played at a pretty high level. I was pretty good. And when I say that, I mean... If Halo was as big as the NFL, I would have definitely been on a team, if that makes sense. And I know some people are probably going, there's no way. But I'm saying that there's 53-man rosters on each. Okay, well, there's no, but there were only four-man teams. What I'm saying is I was in the top percentage of Halo players on the planet. It's nothing to boast about. It just it is what it is. I was very good at that game. And when I say I was, I mean me and my buddies that I was playing with. We worked really well together and we were good. Um, I was at Halo 3 and then I mean, I'm just, I'll just boast for a little bit. I'll just pump myself up. And then I, you know, I made the MLG ESPN Top 10 in Halo Reach. That was cool. Um, so yeah, I have a like, uh, not a storied Halo career by any means, but you know, I played at a pretty high level for a pretty long time. Well, Halo 5 came out. I haven't been playing Halo for years now. Halo 5 came out, and I think it's the best Halo I've played. I, do, I mean, bar none. I'm saying campaign, mechanics, the way the game works with itself. The writing, 
the the the, uh, the narrative. Yeah, the, I don't know what the right word is here. I'm not smart enough to know the right word. But the the uh, the storyline of the campaign is really good. I can't believe how good it is. With I mean, going from Halo One, where you had a very simple good storyline, to going to Halo Two, where you had this crazy storyline, where I seriously still don't know what happened in that game. I to this day don't know. And Halo 3 you had come in, and that was like about the, you know, Cortana starts to be de degrade, I think, and then Reach was an awesome step forward, but that wasn't a Master Chief game, so I don't really hold that to the same standard, whereas Halo 4 was then made by 343, a different studio, not Bungie, but again, then they continued that Cortana dying storyline, and that, honestly, Halo 4's campaign was was, uh, I just missed my, well, the first exit I missed was whatever, but I just missed another exit. I have to get off the next exit. Um, Halo 4's campaign was incredible, story-wise. The, the gameplay was good, but the story-wise, I got, I'll say fucking, I, I cried at the end of Halo 4. It was so good, just getting to watch the relationship between John and Cortana flesh out and kind of end, and now five, mm. <sighs> Halo five, fuck, we found Cortana, she's coming back, I'm getting so jacked right now, I'm in, I'm in the middle of a third mission, love that game, man, there's, there are a few things that I get as passionate about as Halo, but when I play Halo, I find myself constantly just saying, man, I love this game, I just love it, I love everything about it, I love the way, t how, how it is such a great team game that the, the teamwork involved the 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 setting up the strategy behind it hey I just I love Halo that's like my favorite one of my favorite things if I could commentate Halo you know oh my gosh I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get some old Halo pros on the pod I'm working on one of them right now. Not, I'm having a hard time getting a hold of him. I'll say it. It's Tom Ryan, Ogre Two. It's the guy that the guy that I looked up to for years. I mean, yeah, I've I've watched hundreds of hours of that guy's gameplay. I I loved watching that. I mean that. I mean I coined things. I called stuff. You know, the Ogre Twoing someone, and that was when you would bait them in to punching to try to melee you, you know, you'd like walk up to them, but right before you got into the melee range, you just back up a bit and they would punch and then you just keep backing up and shooting and shoot them in the face. And it, and it, I would just call it, it just got over because I was playing Construct TS in Halo 3 and I got matched up with Ogre 2 and I had a small panic attack because, um, I don't know, just, you know, he, when I look up to people and I find and I get to you know meet them or interact with them, sometimes I get a bit nervous, I suppose. But yeah, I got to play against him, and that I think was one of the first times I realized how how good how good you you yeah, man, you really have to be to uh, <laughs> to be to to be good at Halo. I guess is the way I want to say it. I mean, it's, 
it, I learned, oh, this is what it means to be good in Halo. When I, when I played against him because he, I know, man, I know I over-sentimentalize things, but I don't care. This is something I'm passionate about. Uh, the, just the way he would move around the map, uh, the way he would affect spawns, the way he would use angles in or you know, in, in order to trap. I mean, there, there was a single time, I remember, um, if, if you don't like Halo, you should shut this off, but there was a time on Construct at, at the, during that match when I, uh, when I had spawned a gold two, if you know, if you remember what that is, that gold two was the uh, the area right in front of the lift that you know was in between the bottom level and the top level between gold one and gold three. So gold two, and I remember I spawned there, and I knew where he was, and the, and he probably knew I was gonna spawn there, but he wasn't looking at me. And so I spawned there, and I saw him on open street. Yeah, I saw him on open street, and I look up, and I put two shots on him. He look—he just looks directly at me, shoots me four times, and I die. And I got my first two shots on him. Now, I did kill him that game a couple times, so whatever. But just the... Just, the lack of respect that I showed him when I looked up and I was like, oh, I'm just going to start shooting him. No, no, no. No, no, no. He, they, they are so much better. They're just so much better. And, and again, I was a very good at that game. They are just so much better. Uh, again, I love Halo. So, yeah. And then, yeah, ogre-toing people... So I'm trying to get him on. That would be the... I think it'd be fun, but also I don't know if he's, like, a good talker. I, I mean, I watch him in interviews over the years, but he was always pretty uh, reserved. He didn't really... He didn't flesh stuff out, so maybe it would go poorly. But, you know, I don't... Whatever. I think it'd be a good time to talk to him. I think he still plays. Maybe I'll look up some uh, some Halo 5 Ogre 2 videos today. I've got the day off, so... Uh, Maybe I'll dive in there and enjoy some ogre tuness because I, you know, I love me some ogre too. But yeah, so life's been pretty good though. Other than that, Halo Five's been awesome. Uh, if you're into Halo and stuff like that, you should probably grab it. Oh my goodness, not missing this exit again. Yeah, so I don't know. Well, I wanted to play you guys a clip of uh, of just it's. It's stupid, but it's it's Hillary Clinton and James Comey, and basically Hillary says something in her original press conference, and then James Comey says something, and it's like the exact opposite of what Hillary said, and I just found it so funny, uh, because of just just the level of horse cockery that is going on in American politics right now, where I literally feel like it's in. It's all just set up. And that... Uh, yeah. That nothing matters and... They're just... The people that are going to get elected are going to. And the... And, I mean, you literally could have run... You could have run almost any other person. Other than Donald Trump. And they probably... I mean, you could have... Seriously, you could have run, like, Mark Cuban. Like, enough people know who Mark Cuban is. And he's a smart enough guy. 
Like, that might be a better version of Donald Trump, who isn't as crazy, but has some pretty staunch beliefs. Like, that, you know what I mean? Does that seem reasonable? What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, like, even even Mark Cuban, you know, who owns a, he owns a basketball team, is most likely a much better candidate than... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. He's a much better candidate than Donald Trump. I don't know. I'm rambling. I want to go through my movie list, but I'm driving. Let me see if I can just pull it up. Man, it's 38 minutes already. Woo! If you've made it this far, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's go look at the movie list. But I think the last time that we did the movie list, we did 1 through 10. So we will do 11 through... Oh, we'll do 11.20, I guess. Uh, give me a second. Sorry, my note's opening. I'll st- I don't know what's going on. Okay. I was going to start singing a song, and I thought, might not be a good idea. Okay, uh, The Giver. The Giver was a book that I loved as a child, and I uh, actually recently reread it. <clears throat> I love that. It's a great book. I mean, it's it's a simple book. It's not that complex. It's not, you know, it's not really for adults. It's for children. All that being said, I thought I, I, I liked the book a lot. Um, the, the movie was not good. I, I gave it a four out of 10. I don't know. I mean, it, it should have been good with the amount of, I mean, the people that were in it, it was, I guess, stylistically, it was interesting. But even then, I mean, that that story has a lot to do with color and the use of black and white. And uh, they man, they did that okay. But I wouldn't, I mean... <laughs> Steven Spielberg already did that really well in Schindler's List. And you could have kind of used that as like a proxy to make your movie. I don't know if I used that word correctly. But you kind of could have used that as like a template and it would have been a lot better. It just wasn't that good of a movie. Um, the Lovely Bones, number 12. I like that movie a lot. It was a, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect. Mark Wahlberg's in there doing his thing. He's like, hey, my daughter's missing. I think she's in a, she's in a field somewhere. I don't know how to get her out of there. But uh, I, won't, I won't do... I, I, I'll start doing my impressions, I think, for movies... Uh, because I, I'm real bad at them, <laughs> and uh, I find them fun. I might have to get off the phone here, because I don't know where the guy am, and I live here. I mean, I'm passing Auburn Road. I'm on Crooks. My wife, no, okay. Oh, oh, I know where we are now, I think. Maybe not. Seriously, I might have to get off the phone here somewhat soon. Um, Lovely Bones is sweet, though. I don't. Even, I hate Saoirse Ronan too. I don't think she's that great, and she was great in the movie. So I would recommend that. I gave it a seven out of, seven out of ten. Next movie I saw was Mad Max: The Fury Road one. Uh, I like that movie. That was fun. I mean, it, 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 I mean that movie is what it is. I mean, you have to you have to appreciate it on a visual level and on a practical level, obviously. Um, but I, you know, not a ton of story there. I mean, the thing is, is you have to judge a movie from for for what it is. And was it entertaining? Yeah. Will I watch it again? I'll probably never see that movie again. But it was 
worth watching one time. I don't think it should have been nominated for an Oscar, like for Best Picture, but it was a good movie. I watched all the Best Picture movies, and that was one of those. So I gave it a 7 out of 10. Then I watched Goodwill Hunting. 10 out of 10. That movie's great. I can't find a problem with it. They have a... They have a couple, you know, um, score choices, I guess. But that that's a product of the 90s, I think, is... Uh, some reason there's like this thing in the 90s when you they had a lot of guitar solos in movies and I think that that movie also had like a weird guitar solo a couple times the best example of that I can find is Primal Fear with Richard Gere and Edward Norton where they have like these weird 80s guitar solos I love that movie but the score choice is <laughs> I don't know it's just very I guess, I guess because the way movies are made now, they just don't make them quite like that anymore. And I don't mean it, like, in a good way. But I love Primal Fear, but it's just a weird thing. But, uh, yeah, Goodwill Hunting's 10 out of 10. The movie's almost perfect. Affleck's great in it. Damon's great in it. I will cry every time when, when I'm gonna, I will get choked up if I start talking about it. But when Chucky walks up to the door to go see his friend he's not there or not not that he's not there but Affleck kills that thing when he's just like oh he's not here and he just leaves it is I mean as bad as Ben Affleck is in some movies the fact that he did that in that movie that well I mean my goodness that that's some of the best 20 20 to 40 seconds of acting I've ever seen and doesn't do much it's really good I mean, he looks like he is so upset. I mean, you could see almost like the dis- dis- despair in his eyes that his friend's gone, but then he realizes, like, eh, well, good. Like, he shouldn't have been here anyway. I mean, they, they have that conversation in the middle. I'm going to cry. They're gonna, they had that conversation in the middle of the movie where he goes, hey, I'll, I'll kick your fucking head in if you're still here in 10 years or something like that. He says, no, I'm not kidding. I'll beat your ass. And it's like... That's your friend right there. I mean, they, they, they get friendship so right in that movie. Robin Williams has a has a moment in that movie where he's talking to Sarsgaard about how how he his friends would would kill someone for him, and 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 that's the world that they live in. And I just I don't know. Any my wife knows this, and most people probably don't know this, but if you put, like, any two dudes having a personal relationship in a movie, you'll get me. If it's a father-son thing, you got me. If it's a buddy's thing, you got me. Any kind of two dudes being good friends, I'll just start crying. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's my own, you know, I, I, I consider my relationship with my best friend and, how you know, how much... I love my friends, maybe. Maybe it's, uh, I'm trying to fulfill something that's missing between me and my father. Because, you know, like, I mean, we get along, but we're not, like, the best of friends. We just, we don't have a ton in common. But, I mean, he's a, he's a cool guy, and I'm, we get along great. I just, I don't know. But, but, see, and that's the weird thing is, I feel like I feel okay about that. I, it doesn't bother me, because at the end of the day, my dad's just a dude that had a kid, it turned out to not be a lot like him. 
And I don't think he's upset about that. I think he's like, good, Dave's his own dude. I think that's what he wanted. In fact, he told me he didn't name me John on purpose. Well, obviously, it wasn't by accident, but he didn't, His he, you know, he's a John Piper Jr., and he did not want to give me his name because he said he didn't, he said, hey, I want you to be your own man. I wanted you to be your own man and have, you know, not have my name, and I, which is funny because he worked for Chrysler, I worked for Chrysler, but uh, I guess if, you, if you're defined by your job, then you're not doing enough outside of your job, <laughs> um, unless your job is like your thing. Then uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens The first time I saw it Number 15 I gave it an 8 out of 10 I love that movie It's a lot of fun I won't get I won't, I won't wax uh, Too much on I don't even know If I use that word right But I won't I won't I won't talk about You know You've heard us talk about Star Wars And you will hear us talk about Star Wars on this podcast That's never gonna stop I love talking about Star Wars Uh incredible story so whatever but yeah great movie star wars force awakens is just a fun movie um number 16 we watched i watched goon with my wife on this one and that was a great movie i gave it a 7 out of 10 there were some pacing problems in the third act but really i mean overall it was a great movie uh really funny if you're into hockey at all i'd i'd suggest watching it but also even if you're not into hockey but you're into maybe some dark comedies i mean that was a funny movie and there was some dark stuff in there. Great, funny movie. That I really enjoyed that. I, I would, I, I would really, I would recommend that movie to anyone. Um, number seventeen, Jurassic World. This was my third viewing of Jurassic World. Uh, not this year, obviously, just generally. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a seven out of ten. There's some issues with it. It's weird. Uh, I see a lot of parallels between Star Wars. Force Awakens and Jurassic World in the sense that there were a lot of the same beats from the previous movies, which is normal because that's how franchises work, people. Uh, I always hated that argument against The Force Awakens or with Jurassic World because people people complained that it had a lot of the same beats. Well, <laughs> that that's how franchises work. That's how... You don't go to McDonald's and order a Big Mac and go, I want this Big Mac to be completely different from the last Big Mac that I had. No, you go, the, the, the same beats, same beats everywhere. Like McDonald's food is the same beats. It's just, you know, it is what it is. So, but the, the issue is, is I thought Star Wars was if you use the same beats and you do it correctly, that's Star Wars. And if you use the same beats and you don't do it quite as well, that's Jurassic World. Jurassic World was awesome, but there's some issues in that movie. I mean, there's just some issues in that movie. A lot of the same beats from the original. I love the original. The original Jurassic Park is easily in my top ten favorite movies, and I've <laughs> seen it. Man, ah, I've probably seen the original Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, twenty times, maybe thirty times. I've seen that movie a lot, and. I would watch it today and not that nigh. I think it's great. So, that's that. Um, number 18. A little movie called Home Sweet Hell with uh, Katherine Heigl and Patrick Wilson. Now, I watched this movie. It was on Amazon Prime. And I watched this movie because I think Patrick Wilson is one of the best actors in America. And nobody 
one of the best American actors, and nobody really talks about him for some reason. He's really great in The Watchmen. He's really great in The Conjuring. He's really great in everything that he's in, and it's just no exception. In Home Sweet Hell, he's really great. In fact, Catherine Heigl's really great. So it's, it's a movie about a <clears throat> a couple that is having some marital issues. So this dude. Well, actually, I shouldn't say having some marital issues. The wife's like a nutter, and she's super controlling. And he kind of, you know, doesn't feel good about himself, kind of hates his life. He starts sleeping with a woman at work, and he starts feeling good about his life, and he starts working out and all this stuff. And uh, it's a pretty funny movie, dark comedy. Movie completely falls apart in the third act. I gave it a 7 out of 10 at the time, but that's because... I was not expecting much, and it ended up being pretty funny and pretty good and enjoyable. So that's why I gave it a 7 out of 10. Unfinished Business was with Vince Vaughn, Dave Franco, Tom Wilkinson. Huge fan of all three of those guys. I love all three of them. I think they're great. That was a dog shit movie. It was pretty bad. Uh, I think I had to watch in about seven sittings. The, the, uh, the characters were just stupid. They treated the, the, the viewer like they were dumb. They, they would do gags that just were not at all grounded in reality. They would just, they would just these insane things would happen where you would think, that's just, that, that, there's, that just would never happen. That's just, there's no way that somebody would accidentally do that. A lot of those things, so that movie sucked. Don't see it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do twenty. I'm gonna go up to twenty one just because I really want to talk about the last movie. Um, the next movie I saw was Short Term Twelve. I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, gosh, I sadly cannot name a lot of the actors in that movie. I should probably learn some of their names because they're they're all very good, and they're all starting to do some really good shit. Uh, Brie Larson from Room was in that movie. She's kills it. Great story. Uh, there's two dudes in that movie. One of them's from Mr. Robot. I don't know his name. He's awesome. And then there's another dude, and he's in another movie that I saw recently, but I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to say what it is, but he was really great, too. Uh, so I'd have to give him mad props on that. But the last movie I saw, sorry, not last movie, the last movie I'm going to talk about quickly is movie number 21, which was Whiplash. And, uh, Whiplash is in, is in, I, I won't say it's in my top 10 favorite movies, but it's, you know, I think I've only, I think I've only given a couple movies a ranking 10 out of 10 out of 10 and Whiplash is definitely, that's one of them. Whiplash is incredible. Uh, don't, don't read anything about it. Just go see it. Not that there's like, it's not like confusing things. There's no spoilers. None of that shit. I'm just saying it's a great movie. It's just, it, it is, it, it's perfect. So. All right, but, uh, all right, thanks for listening, guys, and I appreciate uh, all the love, and thanks for all the support. Everything's been going pretty great, so I don't know. I'm just about to walk in. You guys want to hear the dogs? The, do- the dogs are going to bark like crazy when I walk in. Cause... Get ready. All right, listen. I start freaking out. Hey, guys. Hey. You want to go outside? Okay, Pete. Alright, this is probably like the worst. Like, you guys hear a dog slamming against its crate. We're actually dog sitting, uh, that German Shepherd. And she's, uh, she's a handful. Come on, let's go outside. Come on, Wink. Let's go outside.
Oh, I gotta feed them. All right, cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it.